Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When I see people's art that I really admire, I would hope that they would be cool. But I don't know that. I can't guarantee that. I can have fun speculations with Amber, but I'm not going right. to say it like think- online on Twitter. Like, I think that her booty stank. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, no one needs it. <laughs> no man is never no given me that theory about anybody ever. <laughs> but wait, I agree with you, and I, I feel like. Yep, yep. Oh, sh- oh, they're gonna kiss. Oh, Shamal. It's <clears throat> Disney and Nick. <gasps> it's Disney and Nickelodeon. It's Disney and Nick. We're talking about our Oppa and um, Stitch little plushies that we have here. That's right. And today, <gasps> hello, my name's Amanda. And I'm Amber. And this is Fangirl Central. <gasps> Where being a fangirl is central to, to our identity. identity. Our identity, but also maybe yours. Maybe it's yours, and if you, it's not, maybe you should own up to that. Yeah, think about it. If you're listening to this, maybe being a fangirl is central to your identity. Think about it. Think, think about, about it. it. Think, think about, about it. it. Think about it. What is that from? Sweet Life on Deck. Think about it's it. Woody. Think about it. Think about He's it. He's trying to think get about him to go into a, a flashback, and Cody's <laughs> like, Cody's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Woody. <laughs> I don't know what he says. But also, also maybe I should rewatch that show because you have seen it more than me. I think you should. I think it's worth it. It's a great ensemble cast. Um <laughs> on top of the Disney Nick thing, we also got the boy bands going with Disney Nick because even though One Direction was never signed with Nick, they, they really tried started, to get him. They really, they really tried, tried to, get, to him. get him. And you know, Jonas Brothers. Oh my god, they tried Disney. to Jonas Brothers the One Direction. They really tried to get him. And I said the One those Direction. Those boys said, "We're Wow, we don't know if you know this, but we British. And we start drinking at 16 over there. We crazy. Like, they could not tame the children. I don't know what you think, but But our image is already, like, too fucked up for American children's television. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 no. No. You think you're going to corral Louis Tomlinson? Oh, that oh, would be that he would be you think you're such gonna corral Zane and Liam? No, like maybe liability. Harry and Nile. I feel like maybe Harry and Nile just because 
just because they're slightly more polite in general. I think that if it had just been Harry and Niall and they had been a duo, they'd be just, they'd be so excited to do yeah, it. Yeah, they'd be like, what? They'd be like, yes. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna get like, to Justin Timberlake. We're yeah. gonna get our own show. Yeah, and Niall would be like, "I, I, I was such a little fangirl. He, he, he like, really loved. He, he, remember he was fangirling over Justin Bieber in that. Yes, clip? yeah. That was the first time I saw Niall Horn was during my Justin Bieber phase. I don't know if the, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. <gasps> the very first time I saw Niall Horn was during my Justin Bieber phase when I was in seventh grade, way before I knew what One Direction was, because just I was I was watching every single video I could get my hands on of Justin Bieber. And he performed on X Factor UK in 2010 on One Direction season. And the lady, I can't remember what her name is, but the interviewer was like, and Justin, and Justin, do you know one of um one of our very own contestants is a huge fan. He's standing over in the wing, Nile and Nile, <laughs> Nile, baby Nile with his crooked teeth and his blonde hair, he goes, hello. He's a baby. I have heard you tell this story, but I don't think it sunk in right. how crazy that is. I know. Because like, you were not a fan Didn't of theirs until like, way, like, granted, way later that year. I think it's the same year, right? I think it was the summer. Well, no, 2011. Summer camp. I didn't get into them until 2012. Oh, 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 so oh, really, oh, genuinely. Oh, 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 when I got into I them, understand you have now. to understand this. You have to understand this because here's the sequel to that story. When I was finding every single video I could of One Direction, it said Niall Horan from One Direction um, is fan is is um, freaking out over Justin Bieber. I can't remember what the title was, and I said, <laughs> "You've seen." That. I was like, "You've seen." That. I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. I was like glitching i was glitching i was short circuiting because i was like i've seen this before because of justin and so that means i've seen niall before that is such a mind fuck it is it was wow well i know we don't have justin bieber up here we do have a carbo cut out of him but it's (gasps) it's covered in your classmates why don't we have Justin signatures because you let them justin is here represented in purple yeah, well, even though that's not the reason that's my favorite color. That's how he's here represented. We'll have to get a roast of Amber Miller to to confirm that. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me? <laughs> At the roast of Amber Miller, we'll we'll invite everyone who was around her when she had went through her purple craze. Fuck off. It had nothing to do with Justin. <laughs> It had nothing to do with Justin. It was the icing on the cake. I feel like it, it was, it was kind cake. of like the allegations were like false, false. allegations, <laughs> allegations, false. false. Oh, wait, accusations, false, false. Accusations. accusations. No, no. And then the other guy's <laughs> like, no. Well, I would. Melania. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we okay. Hello. The, the Justin Bieber carbo cutout actually has signatures from everybody in my gra- my graduating class of 2016 from my high school, and that was a choice because I got angry, not just mad or disappointed, but angry at my friend for writing in my Twilight book. So that was brave of you. It was brave of me. And do you want to know something? I put sticky notes all over his face, and I said sign everywhere except for his face do not doodle i am serious and do you do you do you want to know what the bitch did and bitch you know who you are bitch you you gave him a mustache (gasps) you gave him a beard 
<gasps> and you know what? She was a stank bitch, and you know who you are, bitch. Oh my god! For other reasons, do you know? Like, and she thought she was being that's funny. So fucking annoying. She thought she was I being said, funny. I told you not to write I said, on I his put, face. I, and you know what? You really went out of the way because I fucking covered his face with sticky notes, bitch. Oh my god! Those bitches would just go out of their way Hat. to make you the maddest you've ever yeah, been, just for and a then laugh. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fuck the Amanda's fuck out of here. Said about that. Ew. God, good riddance. Stank. Them good riddance. are so fucking annoying. You might need to cut some of this out. <laughs> <laughs> but because now I'm mad. <laughs> so fucking mad. Like, no, I'm no like, uh-uh. but it's kind of the reason that we have this podcast. It's me at the 10 year reunion. I've been so angered and infuriated by white girls <laughs> for being stank <laughs> about every single fandom we've ever had. Every single thing that ever made us That's smile, a little they bit would about just laugh at us and not with us. And a little I was bit like, about our about origin it. story. You're like, who are these two girls and where? why are they so traumatized? <laughs> um, because we went to an all girls, all white Christian school in the South. <laughs> and and, and, and where you identities that we now know is gay, black, obviously, black, gay, queer choosing to live on the whatever west coast. you want to talk about <laughs> choosing to live on the west coast living our hedonistic lifestyles <laughs> heathens we've got pink and purple hair um but yeah now part of our Anyways. healing ab- about being loud and proud and gay and is, fangirls is, is doing this loud podcast and proud and gay yeah and on the mic on the mic hope this resonates with our audience i think it probably does because can i mention i have not even ever said this but i've been meaning to say this because i say it to myself out loud all the time everybody who follows us on instagram is the coolest person i've ever seen that's true every single time i look through who's following us on instagram i'm like these are bad bitches. Yeah, they have like, really like fun posts. Oh, they 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 got, they got those posts. The way their posts are were always how I wanted my Instagram to look in high school, and I could never get it together. I'm like, these mm. people are making every single fangirl thing look the coolest ever. Like, yes. I see your aesthetic post about going to Beyonce One Direction the Eras tour. I see you out there, and I see you making it very aesthetic, and I see you making it very authentic. Right, and it's like I love so your tattoos because it's authentic, and it's like, I love your purple hairs. And also since coming back from Comic-Con, I feel like I'm like craving like fan, like connection and community. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about that way back at the beginning of the podcast, but like I've sort of forgotten the community aspect of it. And that's what I, why I'm so, I'm like, I want to have like meetups with these people. I want to know y'all because I've never seen so many like fangirls of so many, like such a diverse community of fangirls. Like they're so, so many different reasons. Say, well, yes, because that's yes. who we are. So like, but it's of like, course. I, I, I just, I just said like fandom is not the same as pop culture, which we will have a longer podcast episode about, but it isn't because your mm-hmm. fandom does not have to be popular in, in the pop culture. It has to be your fandom. And I like to hear why everybody's fandom is their saving grace in a sort. It's right. interesting to me. It's, it's fascinating. And oh my God, speaking of community, we have a screening that we're hosting coming up. We coming up, we're hosting a screening for American Cinematheque's Friend of Fest podcast festival for Confessions, Confessions of a Teenage, Teenage Drama, Drama Queen, Queen, August 28th, 10 p.m. at the Los Feliz Theater. Um, it's so, I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. That is one of those movies that you, we went back and we watched and we said, this movie must have really been a um, foreshadowing for how we turned out. It was formative for us. It's really I don't know good. if we're fangirls because of that movie or or if, or if we, oh, that movie is was 
touching on something just in the culture and right. so that's and we, what, and we now connected really with want it. it back. Yeah. But I felt so seen. I don't remember like I, I can't I felt so connected to her in a way that I had only what when did it when does it come out? 2004. We were babies. Like I had only ever felt this way for like probably that's a Raven and the Cheetah Girls, mm-hmm. where I was like, Oh yeah, like, because I feel that. She's so melodramatic and I feel like I always thought it was very negative to be dramatic. Right. I feel like I am a dramatic person and mm. I but I would never like to admit it about myself. I'd be like, you no, I'm not. Me too. Like, I have no argument. I have no way to back it up, but no, I'm not. And now I'm like, I'm really dramatic. And you know what? Every single time I'm my most dramatic, I feel way calmer after. Honestly, <laughs> like we have been saying to each other, sometimes you just have to be dramatic about it and then get over and it then and then it's move over. on. Yeah. And I want to say that I also felt like I had to, like being dramatic was a negative thing and I had to hide. And it was like, oh, Amber's the dramatic sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Amber, and it was like the narrative in our family too, mm, from yeah. our parents and me. And so since it was from our parents, it was like, Amber's the dramatic one. Amanda's the level-headed one. Right. And you know what? Those, those reels, and I sent one today, but like those reels where it's like, they put the sister's type in a box. I'm like, this is harmful because mm-hmm. there's no way that that's the only thing. I know it's like, me like I know it's supposed to be all fun and games but like some of them are very specific and I'm like there's no way that the older sister doesn't take a little offense to having to plan everything okay oh for context, yeah yeah but it was I a know funny what you're talking reel. about like I, that this was a funny reel but in analyzing everything I'll explain the reel just briefly yes because um, I, I will talk about it for too long. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain what it was Amber will give the analysis um I <laughs> it's a, it's two little girls and their sisters and it's like the older one has her like suitcase together she has like a like a clipboard or something like i don't know what she has but it's like the older sister planning thought everything out leading us and then it was like the younger sister like running around and she like, was, like like spinning she's spinning around and, and she's like, like going along with it yeah and it's like I would appreciate someone Somehow. else to be the the level-headed one. And growing up, now I've realized that like when I'm freaking out and I am dramatic because I have not allowed myself to be dramatic in the past, mm-hmm. when I am doing that, I'm like, Amber, you have to be level-headed mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I can't be. Yes. And, uh, and I shouldn't all the time. No, and yeah, and sometimes I catch it, but other times I- No, I, I think you catch it most of the time. Oh, well, good. Like- now yeah that we're adults now yeah now that we're adults and now we're friends like Mm -hmm. say that if you were to just start going crazy i feel like you would go crazy at a at a either like you know wait hold on let me start over (laughs) before we were before we were friends i feel like if you were going to have like a a whack out moment it would be in a way that i didn't feel the need to console because then she's just going to take it out on me. Mm. Oh, but, or, or I just straight up didn't notice. Right. I just straight up didn't notice. Exactly. Well, yeah, because I didn't, I wasn't ever always loud about it. Yeah. But that's like connected, <clears throat> I think, to healing. Mm. And that's why fangirling has been so healing for me because it has allowed me in getting rid of the shame of being a fangirl, getting also getting rid of the shame of being a drama queen. Yes. Like I think drama queen and fangirl are the same word in different genres yeah. because what do you, you call if if a man is expressing 
emotion that is too much for what you deem a man should be expressing you call him a drama queen mm -hmm. and if he's expressing that towards something you like you call him a fangirl mm -hmm. derogatory mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. same mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. that's like oh right. he's being a drama queen and that's meant to be like you're being too much of a girl you're being a bitch you're being weak you're being a pussy we can actively we can see, see how you're what feeling you're feeling <laughs> so calm that down drama queen put it away oh he's such a fangirl you're like fangirling over him mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. like a guy says hey i met this really nice guy the other day and i would like to be friends with him oh my god are you fangirling over him like like he's such a fangirl over ron he wants to be don't say ron <laughs> Spe did you notice how Sammy didn't say his name? Yeah, I did. Okay, we watched um, we watched the the little bit on little clip on YouTube where Sammy. It's an oral history of the note. An oral history of the note. Sammy from, from Jersey Shore. From Jersey Shore watched the note, or they just recapped what happened. The whole cast did, and Sammy was like, she did not say his name once. She called, no. kept referring to him as the per that person because that was an active abusive relationship that everybody was watching and MTV was capitalizing on. Mm -hmm. She was say 22. It. She was 22 and she, you should watch that video because I, I, the, I'm not even being dramatic. Oh, I am being dramatic actually. <laughs> <clears throat> the first time I watched that, I teared up a lot. Mm. Like I was like this poor, cause she was, she talks about how like, she was 22 and she lost this person or she found out this person was acting up that, that she loved. And, and, and then on top of it, she lost all her friends. And I was just like, oh my Lord. And there is something so toxic about the, the Jersey Shore people. I, I, I love the show. I do. Um, but they have such a toxic way, they, uh, toxic way that exists, like dynamic that they have that I think is very popular in a lot of families and a lot of friend groups where it's a lot of taking each other for granted. Mm -hmm. Like th they disrespect the fuck out of each other. Mm -hmm. And then they, they make up. They, 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 they don't even make up really. They just like have a conversation, go back and forth, go back and forth, go back and forth. And then they're like, we're just not going to agree, but I love you. Do but you it's think like not a thing where you can't just, it's just not, we're not going to agree. It's like this person, one of them has actively explained what like, in, in like really good communication skills what was going what what they felt yeah. and how maybe they could possibly move forward and then the other one will just be like in one ear out the other we're just gonna have to forget about it and move on <laughs> wait, wait i have a question and that's exactly what happens every single season i have a question do you think these people are genuinely friends though? Or do you think at this point they're just coworkers because it's making them a lot of money and so they don't have they feel like they don't have to respect them I think it's different for different cast members. Okay. Do you, see, want, me to, do you want me to name them? Yeah, because I okay. I was picking up on that a little bit. Like some of them yeah. are like, I never need to see this bitch again. Yeah. If it's going to make me a lot of money, so be it. I think that's how a lot of them feel towards Angelina. Uh-huh. I think, because they disrespect the fuck out of her. Yeah. But I think Angelina knows that she's making money. So she's like, whatever. Well, but okay. I think she makes a lot of sense. Angelina, I mean, she, I think she makes a lot of sense sometimes. Then she does do really like uh, crazy things, but I feel like everybody does. But how do you feel about, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that she's, she thinks she's a psychic or like she thinks she like can like connect spiritually and they all. What? I, I, like for what? Like she, like. I didn't know this about her. No, like she's just very into astrology. She's a spiritual person, and she her grandma what? her grandma's an active psychic. And Angelina, Angelina, and she th she thinks she can read energy, and I kind of low key believe her. But all of everybody, 
on MTV, everybody in the cast makes fun of it for her. But I'm just like, hey, that kind of makes sense to me. But whatever. What were you going to say? That's I'm, so weird. I just think that, I, I think that if anybody else, here's what I'll say. I think if anybody else in the cast said that, they'd all be like, Snooki is a psychic. She can read energy. But since it's Angelina, they'll be like, she's crazy. Oh, they don't like her. Yeah. So they're biased. Yeah. I think Angelina can do anything that they would do and they'll still rip her apart for it. Mm, and so she says that constantly on the, the show. And they all are always like, no, you just don't take accountability. <laughs> and she's like, I know I'm a fucking wreck. Like she's Angelina's always like I know I'm a fucking wreck and I know I'm I'm messy and like like impolite compared to these folks which she's not okay because they're all crazy impolite if you like put it on like um whatever society standards you want to put it on they do all the same crazy shenanigans for the television for the bit yeah it's just that Angelina gets the reputation representation of being the most fallen like take falling apart. Hmm. I just can't. I, I like. Okay, I don't. Okay, I want to hop in the TV and t explain things to all of them when I watch it because this is such a long running cast. Like, I feel like it's unlike a lot of other shows out there, other than like the Kardashians, where like we've been with the same exact cast for so many years. Yeah, like what other shows are like that right now? The Kardashians, Jersey Shore. Like, is there still a long running? I think Jersey Shore and the Kardashians are hand in hand because like. All, all the I other reality shows reminds me of Jersey Shore. Yeah, all the other reality shows I watch, there's a different cast every single season, like yeah. Love Island. Yeah, I don't watch The Bachelor, but that's how The Bachelor is. Like yeah. Love is Blind, and I have my own thoughts about the the like ethics of being a, a reality show fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're real people. Yeah. But <clears throat> at the same time, reality show, so much of reality show is fake and mm -hmm. forced. And, and, and you, when you watch reality, you kind of have to accept that this is not reality. It's just kind of like more true to life than Doctor Who. Right. And it's kind of interesting because can, the Kardashians on Hulu is still heavily produced. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. But it's more realistic than keeping up with the Kardashians. Than keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, in keeping up with the Kardashians, like, you can, like, it feels like it's more of a vlog. It feels like it's more of a YouTube vlog. Uh -huh. Where, whereas keeping up with the Kardashians, you could tell that they told them what they wanted from the scene and, like, how to say it. That's why I think... And it seemed more scripted. That's why I think that reality show is evolving yeah. and becoming more true to but, life. And, but what I will say and why this is toxic... Mm -hmm. As a viewer? For, no, uh, no, not as a viewer. Just, like, for Jersey Shore. But I feel like back in the early 2000s with mm -hmm. the first Jersey Shore, I feel like it was more of a vlog and now it's more scripted. So mm. I feel like when they get in, in arguments with Angelina now, I'm like, <clears throat> Angelina's sticking around because she's getting the check and I think everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. But in 2009 and the original one- They actually hated her. No, not even that. I think all of the problematic things that were going on in the house, I think it was more like Love Island set, set up where it was like oh. a social experiment. They they were that young. They were roommates and mm. they were pissing each other off because yeah. they were being disrespectful to each other. Like Sammy was in an abusive relationship and it, I don't think that was, I don't think that was produced. I don't think it was, yeah. I don't think it was produced. I think, I don't think it was The conditions were produced. Yeah. I, yeah, the conditions were produced, but I, I, I think it was really toxic for us to be watching that because yeah. that was a very real situation. I feel the same way about Love Island sometimes because uh, right. I know like people 
who don't watch Love Island would just kind of assume that it's the same amount of production as The Bachelor or The mm-hmm. Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And whenever I tell people, I'm like, no, bitch. Like, they're being recorded all the time. Sometimes they forget that they're being recorded. They blatantly lie to each other. They don't know how the show's going to be edited. Where lies are going <clears> to <throat> get back to them. Exactly. They never see producers. They never see anybody. Like, they never see any cameras. And, yeah. and so it... Obviously, they are doing, they're manipulating the conditions and the producers can talk to them on the weekends. However, it's pretty, it's the same amount of realness as I think Jersey Shore is, which it fascinates me as a human being. And that's why I'm such a big fan of dating shows Mm -hmm. is like, it tells us something about humanity. Now, whether or not they're getting the therapy they need, whether or not these shows are hiring a racism sniffer because hire me as a racism sniffer like if you're interviewing these boys and they have never dated a black girl in their life or they Don't like put them in there. they think that black people should just be together and white people should be together like i could tell if somebody is that is that type of racist i know you haven't in an interview so in, please in do that yeah you can make these shows can, more ethical right That's you can thing. you can hire a black woman who interviews the, who's like a part of the casting process who interviews them and the person just thinks it's another interview and they could be sniffing out to see where yes you know, they could be sniffing out the racist it could just be another list easy. on the it's criteria one conversation it really is just one conversation they, they expose themselves very easily literally and i want to say I know you haven't watched this current season. I don't know what season we're on. 10 maybe? UK? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to say any spoilers. What I will say is a lot of the white people in this season specifically have said so many strange microaggressions that they mm-hmm. don't even realize that they're saying. Right. And I and 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 I just don't think it's a coincidence that it's just happening in the later seasons where they're having more black women in the villa. Yeah, I mean, I'll also say that in these past, the, the I skipped the winter season, but in the past, in the in the season right before the winter season and the seasons going on right now, I've seen the first episode. I will also say that in those two seasons, for some reason, they were like, and we've let the public vote. Who's going to couple up at the beginning? Right. And I'm like, oh, it's always a shocker. They're going to put the two black girls with the two black boys. Oh, my God. I'm so surprised that the British public voted for the black people to get together. Yeah. Like, oh, um, God, whose idea was that? And I know that they'll do it on their own. And so usually when they do it on their own, it seems like it's an accident because this is the last person left. Like no one wanted to be the black person. So the black person goes with them. Or like if a black person chooses a white person, sometimes that happens. But if the public is putting them together, I'm like, oh, so you're just really saying the quiet part out loud. Right. British public. Yeah, it's really not going to get solved unless you hire a racism stripper because I agree. I, I I think the reason like... I don't know what the fuck the reason was, but I suspect the reason they did this was because they were getting a lot of complaints about how humiliating it was for black contestants, women and men alike, for them mm. to be stood up there as the last ones. Mm-hmm. And it was nobody always awkward set, for them. A forward for them. Right. But I think that it's awkward for the audience and the villa alike if you're matching them up and it's just a, a skin tone matching game. Like, it, it, it's just ridiculous. But it's just I, ridiculous to watch. It's very cringy. I don't like to cringe. It's also like, I don't even know if they even realize it. I don't even know if the pe- the non-black people in the villa and the public even realize it. And that's they, what I'm saying. Like, they were, they've been making a bunch of comments that they that they don't hear. No. And I'm like, you're talking not about educated skin about, tone and mm-hmm. race and you don't know why it's bothering 
bothering you. The, the reason why it's nip, nibbling at your brain is because they are different skin tones and oh races. God. Literally, like people they don't that, know. People that in past seasons have been like, oh, my type on paper is just um, blonde. blonde. I just really, I'm a really, someone, some idiot in this season literally said, I've just really always um, uh, gravitated, admired blondes. I was like, Get that shut the fuck up. up. And then, and then people be You're like, I want him tall, dark, and handsome. And it's literally just like a, 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 a white, white guy boy who's dirty blonde hair. Who, with dirty blonde with light brown hair. With blue like, eyes. With, with dark features. And dark dirty features, blonde hair, like, kind of dark eyebrows, oh, and dark, blue eyes. So, like an Italian man. Yeah, or an Italian man. They just never really black. Love Can't go across the Mediterranean Sea. Oh my god! Um, it, it it is just really that ridiculous, and that's the reason I think these shows are unethical. Not the fact that they exist, because I really love, love, love seeing real people. I think it's yeah. a complete different genre to like movies. I think it's another type of like art. It could be an art form. Mm-hmm. Like Love Is Blind Japan was art. It was filmed like an independent movie and it was beautiful and it showed us really like and that's illuminating things about and that's it. another I'm humanity. sorry I'm sorry if I'm interrupting what you're about to say but it, but that's why when you look at parodies of Love Island when people do parodies of Love Island and they make it so dumbed down to be as as dumb as sorry the bachelorette I'm mm-hmm. really offended because I'm like you don't know how much you can actually learn about the dynamics of the fucking country no. that it's filmed in by right. watching it. Like it's it's not it's produced, but it's not heavily produced. Right. Those they throw them in there like like mice in a in one of them mazes, it's, and they got to figure it out. It's I a think social it's, experiment, I, it's and it's really, very interesting. It's so fascinating to see how people like it's co- not dumbed have down conflict resolution, right? Like, and how how communication breaks down between two how, human beings, right? And you see it, you see problems and relationships from all angles in the villa and so you can see so clearly when someone is gaslighting another person and if and whether that person who's doing the gaslighting knows they're doing it or not right and that is a very good life lesson it's really fast it's really really fascinating and like that part i would love to see evolve like you're saying mm -hmm. like the, the kardashians seems more like a vlog than the original did with which was more produced is like i think that's why so many people love youtube yeah because it is real yeah. and it's obviously everything's going to be a little bit fake yeah. even talking to someone in person mm-hmm. you're never going to be like the you're hundred person, the person in your you room, are alone, in your room. Obviously. And these degrees and so yes a youtube video they can choose what to show you they can choose what not to show you but people that are really good at being youtubers show you a pretty <clears throat> full authentic personal picture of who they are yeah. because being more authentic speaks to people yeah. like that's all that you're trying to do is like speak to people, translate your emotions. Like that's what art is doing. It's right. Like, I feel like this. Does anybody else? Yeah. Can I heal myself and yeah. heal you at the same time? Right. SD and I had a conversation about this the other day and SD was literally like art is made to heal yourself. Like you it are is. making the art in order to heal yourself. And can I say something? Can I just can I just toot our own horn for a little bit? Because we may this podcast, I told I was telling Amanda the other day, I was like, this podcast is definitely something that has saved my life because mm, this art that. this art is healing myself in the way that we are like kind of now forced to have these conversations that right. we were holding back on. And not even that, they're recorded. And when I go back and listen to the recording, I'm like what did I mean by that? Did I mean what I'm saying? What I mean by that? And then I, and then I, if I find myself in a in in a situation where I'm feeling similarly, 
I, I'm aware of it. Right. And I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe I should add therapy on top of this. <laughs> like, I'm just motivated to take care of myself a little more. I mean, we did <laughs> because say, of this podcast. We literally did say on the bonus episode that we did on Patreon, like, I feel like you were like, we should like Hannah Montana therapy as like something that yes. you could do. Heal. And it's like, it is a type of therapy what yeah. we're doing right now, because we are just talk therapying kind of to each other mm-hmm. stuff that we might have talked about before, mm-hmm. but stuff that sometimes we have not talked about at all until right now we're having yeah. epiphanies on air. Right. Like exactly learning about ourselves and healing things that like we never vocalized really thought like, about. Yeah. I've never said to you, everyone in our family thought you were the dramatic sister. Right. And, and that affected you and it also affected me. Right. Yeah. We've never had that conversation. And also like, I, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't like, even back in back a few episodes when you were talking about how something affected you deeply from watching it, it wasn't good omens. It was something back in high school, but I just had no idea that you were going through that. And I, I was also going through that. Like we're learning that. Did I, did I, no, 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 no. We're learning. Um, like I'm hearing different things from you that I've just never heard as a sister. Like, <laughs> because we're talking to each other as friends. As friends and like, <laughs> it's crazy. We're still like, we're still like re-getting to know each other from the years that we weren't as close. That's right. what it is. Yeah. It's like, because we have been close, I would say. I think they're pockets. Growing, yeah. Like it's been growing steadily since since I turned 16. Yes. And there's been waves because sometimes we haven't lived in the same city. Mm-hmm. But because of that, it has not been our whole lives. We were not this close when we were little bitty. No. So there are some things that you happen when you were little that I have no idea. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, what, bitch, you were what doing you what? Well, I was like, yeah, yeah. Just hopping around you. Like, but there's also, things that we just, or just weren't even aware. Like even when we were in the same playroom, there are right. things that we didn't, we weren't aware of we were going through. Yeah. Like, you were watching, you were reading what on your computer? You were watching this? Like, I was sobbing you, to you, Doomsday on my computer on the couch next to you. Right. And I, I was just like, I was like, watching one of like, I hope my family can't tell that I'm crying. Well, what a psychotic thing to do is to watch that out on the family room couch. <laughs> like, why was I doing that? Why? Because you had a room. If you had, I feel if you're like, watching on your laptop. Oh, I know why. Because if you went into your room, I would have given you a hard time. Yeah, that was it. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have gone into your room, I would have been like, yeah, I mean, Amanda, you're never outside. And, da, 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 da. and you would have been like, you would have been like, you probably were just like, well, Amber, fine. I'll come sit out here, but I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want out here. Oh, my God. And you cannot speak to me. Yeah, Amber would, you would. That was something that you would get mad at me about being like, but you're just going to be on your computer the whole time. And I'm like, I'm going to be on my computer the whole here or in my room. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> can, can I say something? I feel like that's why I know. Um, I, I, that's, I feel like that's why me and my dearest, dearest friend Capri get along. <laughs> Because she really moves similarly to you. I don't, I think you should compare you guys' charts about how you guys um, handle things. Oh my God, Capri, let's compare charts. Because even, even. What's your Mercury? Yeah, even, I had a FaceTime with her like right before we recorded this. And the things she was saying were similar to what you were saying right before we recorded this. What? And I was like, okay. What the fuck? Which is why I summed up your, your, your debrief to me in one sentence. <laughs> 
And then you're like, yeah, yeah, and I know, and I know. But there were different situations. But like, then you you knew what I was saying immediately because I didn't have to go into like a, a yeah. explanation. But anyways, I think that yes, you like Capri's very much like I'm gonna sit out here with with, my, with this face on. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in there with this face on. But you cannot make this face smile if I don't want to smile. <laughs> and it's something I admire so much about people like you because oh I wear my smile the fuck out. Mm. I wear it out until I cannot do it anymore. And then mm. I just disappear for a bit and then I come back. But I want to do that less in, in like spurts and not such <laughs> alarming, <laughs> such alarming weeks at a time. <laughs> Well, we're learning balance. Like yeah. I could smile more and you could smile less. Yeah, and I agree. That's such a like, that's such a, that's such a simple oversimplification of, it is, of what but we're talking about. But I feel like <laughs> anyone with a sister can understand yeah, like the, the qualities that you have that your sister admires can also be your flaws mm -hmm. sometimes. And so when we take what we learn from another person, if we learn the opposite things, we can take it to be a little bit too far. Right. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm too smiley because I'm trying to be more like you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, that was but, but not, not in the way like, Oh, I need to be now exactly like Amber, but yeah. like, this is a trait that I admire in her. Like I can learn from this and like pull from it oh. and be a little bit more bubbly when I really just like, like you're just being a bitch, like just be nice. And I also, I'm like, I need to be a bitch. And you need to be a bitch more. Even, when I, even like, I just need to be a bitch when I feel crossed. Like it's balance. Yeah, it's just like balanced. if I don't feel like giving a face, then I won't. You I'm can be a bitch and there's a lot of benefits to like knowing your boundaries. And also, yes, there is. And I'm learning that in my age of 25. But, but also you saying your smiley thing. Okay, do you remember? Okay, this is context for the audience. When we were little, if Amanda started dancing, I would get upset. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I just think maybe it, I don't know what that what was. What about me dancing on stage? What if when you came and saw me dance, did you hate that too? No, I think I really liked it. And remember I would even put your VHS tapes in to watch your like senior, <laughs> your senior kindergarten, or not your senior, your uh, flick graduation. Yeah. No, I didn't have a problem with it. I think that if you started doing, I don't know. I think if you started doing a goofy dance, I'd be like, stop and i think maybe because it was out of character i'm putting quotes on but what makes me say this stop <laughs> but what makes me say this is because i think i have noticed when you are really smiley out in social situations and i'm like off put by it oh <laughs> but now that you say this i'd be like oh no she's just i'm just she's growing i'm just masking less because sometimes yeah, i mask my emotions less. when i was younger like sometimes i have the tendency to mask my emotions for protection mm -hmm. because i don't want to be like i don't want my emotions to be made fun of right and this is going back to the bitches we grew up with hey because, bitches because because we know you listen in time i would be happy about something they'd be like oh my god amanda they feel like, oh my God, just kidding. Like you're just being so dramatic. <gasps> and so that traumatized me. So I'm I like, just kidding. I literally put down my, like I literally like don't, I try not to show my emotions around people I don't trust because I don't want them to make fun of me. And as growing up, growing up, I've been like, fuck them bitches. Like, I don't care if yeah. anyone is gonna make fun of me for being happy. Right. I'm an adult, where, where are they what gonna do? What is wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with you? Why right. are you being a bully? Like you're in middle school. Like, right. And so now when I am around people that I barely know, mm. I'm more bubbly faster mm -hmm. because I 
don't give a fuck about feeling like less than or less cool Mm -hmm. or less like normal for being so happy about right, something right again right. fangirling healing fangirling healing it teaches you how to live fangirling is, is a way of life when we started this podcast there's absolutely no way in hell i would have brought this david Tennant thing out i don't think like i was not at the stage in my life where i was like yes i have a david Tennant cardboard cutout i am obsessed with david Tennant from doctor who and that's something about me publicly like i never ever in my life would have said those words because I was like subconsciously in the general public, that makes me a fucking nerd. Can I say another realization I'm having from childhood? <laughs> yes. This was the first cardboard cutout we had, right? You had the Edward Door and the, and the Jacob Door poster. You had a Jacob one too on both sides. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then I, the, yeah, he was the first one. Okay. David Tennant was the first of one of the Miller family in the Miller household of the nine we had. You. When you started have it ramping up with David Tennant recently, whenever that was, what was that, May? <laughs> I was just kind of like, yeah, she was obsessed with Doctor Who. I remember that. I remember that really well. And I knew that you were really obsessed with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You didn't know the extent. <clears throat> you didn't know the extent. No, and I, and I, <laughs> I didn't know the extent. And I, I'm thinking... <laughs> How foolish I was to not know the extent because because we have a cardboard cutout of him. <laughs> Me and my friends had an all day Doctor Who marathon. And okay, but I know that, but like I, I still only compared to Degrassi, and like because I was I was really obsessed with Degrassi, I didn't know to the extent of like the sexual attraction. I should say because hmm. I was just like that's her show. Because Degrassi was my show. I had a lot of crushes mm-hmm. on Degrassi, obviously, mm-hmm. but it was more. It was more. This is more. This is way more. I, I was treating him like I was treating and, and like notice, one direction. Notice that I was more comfortable doing it with Marvel because they because Marvel was more popular. Mm. Huh. Mm. This all ties together. Is I that why Sebastian like, Stan didn't make your top ten? Like I what are you talking about? Remember how I was like, that's not a truth because you, Sebastian Stan wasn't your number one. Remember? Yeah. It's because I didn't know you. <laughs> I didn't know you like I like I thought I did back then. Well, that was my perspective. Yeah, so now we know each other. And now I know. This is so interesting mm-hmm. because Marvel it was all coming back to like my need to be cool. Right. Like I always I my my friends will know this. I would consistently say that I don't need to be liked. I have not I do not have a problem being disliked. Mm-hmm. But if you like me mm-hmm. and you don't think I'm cool, <laughs> then we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like if you like me and you That's, think I'm crazy or like you think nerdy. I'm a nerd. Yeah. If you like me as a person and you think I'm a fucking <laughs> nerd, <laughs> we can't have that. Well, and think, and but but if I trust you, mm-hmm. then you can know I'm a nerd. Right. Hey, hey come here. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Let me tell you a little secret. <laughs> but the strangers have to think I'm cool. Yeah. Cool. No, check out this. Check out this jacket. Look at how pretty I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but do you wait? But now I'm fine. I think now, is, fi- now I, think, I think I think being a nerd is cool. Continue. I think that's a little bit of like, I don't care about being disliked, but don't pity me. Right. And. That's to a be a nerd mm. is like pity and now you're like being a nerd is cool a little bit yeah like because i mean i still don't want to be pitied i always would but s- and i always would secretly think i can't be pitied for being a fangirl right 
I think that secretly I I still thought I okay no mm. rewind <laughs> I thought that I have always thought being a nerd is cool because I never had a problem with being a fangirl mm-hmm. but I never had a problem being a fangirl with things that I thought were popular to my peers or should be mm-hmm. and has like a track record of being popular like if people are talking about it at school and they casually like something it's fine if I'm fucking obsessed right. and going insane. That makes sense. It was fine with Disney Channel up to a certain extent. Then people thought like we were too old, but enough people still like Disney Channel. And then once people stopped like Disney Channel, I stopped talking about it at school, mm-hmm. even though I was still obsessed. Yeah. Then it was like that with Twilight. Mm-hmm. Everyone was losing their mind over Twilight. I was just losing my mind a little bit more than everybody else. Yes. And 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 I could tell like if I got too crazy, yeah. Then they'd be like, okay, man, like I don't <laughs> like Twilight that much, yeah. And then it happened with Marvel, mm. and then it happened with One, One Direction, Direction to a certain extent because we yeah. went to an all girls school. But I stopped like talking about the Jonas Brothers mm-hmm. after they stopped being cool to my peers. Yeah, I stopped talking about High School Musical and Hannah Montana after it stopped being cool to my peers, even mm-hmm. though I we were still watching Han- every episode of right. Hannah Montana. We watched the finale and we sobbed when it came on. That's interesting. And. At the same time, like, I think somebody mentioned Doctor Who at school. Mm. Like, one of the girls that, like, everyone thought was a nerd, and I'm putting that in air quotes, because she talked about Doctor Who, and I was like, don't talk about that here. <laughs> I was like, girl, don't talk about that here. <laughs> you know we don't talk about that, it's right? This is not the place. Oh We're not with other nerds. And that's why I was fine at Comic-Con, because I was like, it's fucking cool to be here yeah. with all these people. Yeah. It's fucking cool on Tumblr to go yeah. to Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, we're the fucking weirdos. And healing as an adult has been like, I am a fucking weirdo. And you know what? I'm fucking obsessed with David Tennant as much as I'm obsessed with like Chris Evans. What? Don't bring him into this. I'm just saying like people think it's cool to think Chris Evans is hot. He is. And I feel like most normies would look at this man and be like, why is he so sad? Like you like, girl, you like that? Well, he is like, so Like why is he so damn wrong with his face? He's been and through he's like a, a lot. tall, white, pale, skinny white oh man. God, stop. And I and they're like, bitch, what? And I'm like, bitch, yes. Yeah, that's me. Bitch, yes. Look, please look him up as Crowley and then talk to me about it. She said what she said. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I think I've said it on the podcast. I think, have we said that like, we would love if all of our favorite artists had Eras tours? I feel like we said that in an episode. We don't really. I just am going to say about Eras tour that I don't have any bad thing to say about seeing a fan have a good time with a nostalgic artist that made them happy through different parts of their life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. I um, I'm not a Taylor fan. I respect it. I'm not a Taylor. No, I'm not a Taylor fan. I don't think we need to say anything. No, I don't think so either. about this. Neither do I. Um, um, Beyonce's on tour. Beyonce's though. on tour. Um, and I want to say that I've been seeing a lot of people going to her show last minute and getting floor seats for like less than $300. Okay. Walking like in at the last minute, like okay. as she's coming on stage, like at 9 PM. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a lot of TikToks of people <laughs> being like going to the Renaissance tour and I don't have tickets and like on the train right up there, don't have tickets, got a ticket. She's going on and like they're on the floor. And so I think that we should try to do that when Beyonce's in town. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know if I'll cut that out because that's a secret that we're just going to give a lot of people. Okay, We're going to try and find ourselves at the Renaissance tour. We're also going to try and find ourselves at the five things of summer tour in September. Right. We don't have tickets, but we're going, we're going, um, at this point, we do not have tickets to that. We're going though. Yes. And, um, we all, we do have tickets to the Jonas brothers out album. What is it called? The Uh, albums or five albums one night. We don't even fucking I don't know. know it's what at the it's Dodger called. Stadium. It's at the, the Dodger Jonas Stadium. Brothers. We I have like floor two Y'all know seats. we're fans of the Jonas Brothers, and 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 y'all know that they're also ridiculous. So, and if you don't think they're ridiculous, then you're not a big enough fan. Sorry. Mm. I, or maybe you don't have a sibling. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you're an only child. Um. Anyway, I'm excited for it. I'm not thinking about it at all right now, though. I have to be honest. Neither I am can't I. pretend like I'm fangirling over something I'm not. Neither am I. But um, Joe's birthday is coming up, and so that's exciting. I think that we should do like I just want to. I want to watch that video. Of we should post that video. Also, please trust. Like, I'm not showing shade to the Jonas Brothers. I'm just not obsessed with them right now. Right. Like I wasn't obsessed with J- David Tennant like this this time last year. This time six months ago. Right. It's no shade to them. I'm just not freaking out. Like I can only have so many hyperfixations at once. Yeah um i feel like that's fair do people bop around from fandoms like that i feel like there's a lot of people that have one fandom their entire life and that's what they're crazy about mm-hmm. for the rest of their life mm-hmm. and i feel like i have so many that i cannot dedicate that much energy to I every agree. single one of them all the time i agree forever <clears throat> yeah i think so because there are a lot of Harry Styles fans the harry's that seem like they haven't had a day off since 2010 and i don't I've missed a lot of what Harry's been up to. Same. And there was a time in my life where I wouldn't be caught dead missing mm-hmm. what Harry was up to. Right. 
I wouldn't be caught dead missing what Harry was up to. Right. I would come back in the afterlife and catch up. <laughs> and now I don't know where that man is. And I find bliss. <laughs> We're adults with jobs. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. When Louis' movie dropped, I literally was like, I had no idea this was going on. And people on TikTok ripped me to shreds right they were like we've known for months what the fuck are you talking about he dropped a trailer already he dropped two posters already we've known since last year when he was filming it there were rumors that he was filming a documentary we all knew last summer and i'm like bitch if you think that i have kept up with louis tomlinson since anywhere after 2015 you got me fucked up i just want to say something else some of us <laughs> are in recovery <laughs> so some of us really find a lot of pride and strength in not knowing what louis tomlinson was up to and not knowing that zane lived in pennsylvania until the caller daddy podcast <laughs> In not knowing that Liam Payne has a new girlfriend <laughs> until I saw a random TikTok. In not knowing what Niall's doing today. In not knowing that Harry's dating a black woman. What? I just, I, I'm, I have pride in having a bunch of other random outsiders giving me that information without me looking for that at all. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on and I don't need to. She did her time. <laughs> 12 years of it. Yeah motherfucker i agree with everything you said Thank i agree you. with every single thing you said because i kind of feel similarly in the fandoms that i'm actively actually in because i'm in the good omens fandom mm -hmm. i um read millions of theories per day on twitter and tumblr i read so many fan fictions i take suggestions from other fans but i'm just kind of like a silent lurker in the fandom like i yeah. don't like I'm not yeah. like an active voice, I would say, mm -hmm. of, of, of the Good Omens fandom. Right. However, I am a part of the community. Mm -hmm. And I see some people where I'm like, get boundaries. Right. Like, stop knowing so much about David Tennant's family. Like, you like, don't actually, know Like, him. you don't know these people. Right. And... And the you parasocial don't need to. You element, really don't need no, to. No, the parasocial element of fangirling is why I think... Um, it can feel like the, all of it is hysterical. <laughs> yeah. That's why I but think- But the hysterical part is the parasocial part. I, the I other think, stuff can be very healing. Right. Like, I fun. think there's nothing toxic or unhealthy about being so obsessed with something that you know every single thing about it. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something unhealthy in doing that with a human being. That you don't personally that you don't know. know. Or like, even that you do personally know. I don't want to know as much as I knew about One Direction about anybody else in, for the rest of my fucking life. I swear to God. Like, I swear to fucking God. Gosh, yeah. I don't need to know that much about anybody. I like like knowing the bits and pieces that they are willing to share with us. Right. But if a bunch of fans like found out something mm. and it's not something that they directly said or it's like something weird like or something like pers like guessing I, or right. trying uh, to guess like if like they're dating um, someone or guess like their sexuality or like 
I don't a know. Theory. Just I couldn't think of the word theories theory. about people. I yes. don't want to theorize about random strangers that I don't know. Like I want to talk about what we do know, and that is that they can sing, that they are handsome, and that they make us laugh. I don't want to theorize about anything else that they have not told us confirmed. And and for f- fictional, for actors instead of musicians. I will I will theorize about these characters until I literally cannot hold my eyes open anymore. Right. Characters. But, but not I people. Can, you cannot do that about people. And so some and so I'm unlearning as an adult like you there isn't you are just as we already said this. You are what? just as much of a fan if you don't know the name of their dog. Yeah, you like yeah. you're just as much of a fan if you don't know their wife's name or even if they're married or not. Like yeah. honestly, because it's fun, like interviews are a fun extension of the universe. Like mm-hmm. I think that when you are marketing a movie, you're telling the story of the movie. And if you have really good marketing that cares about your audiences and cares about your audience's fandoms and what will make them excited, it can be artful, like yeah. the Barbie marketing. Like I almost like remember the marketing more than I remember the movie. And it's- like when you have that, that's fine. You can watch them in interviews. They chose to put themselves in front of this camera to market their movie. This is a consensual exchange. <laughs> but if you take that and you're like i can't be as obsessed with x show or x musician unless i know every detail about their life that's an unhealthy way Mm -hmm. to like to like challenge fans yeah be like you don't belong yeah it's almost like if you like think picture this picture this like in like the 60s 50s like the suburban the suburban stay-at-home moms would gossip with each other about different things that was just gossip if you go to a a harry Styles, that was so southern gossip But if you go to a Harry Styles line and you want to like connect with the fans around you and all they can say is, well, did you see what he said about Olivia? And this is why, and Olivia's a ratchet ass bitch. And they just start going off in a bunch of like uncalled for ways. Like that does not make my soul happy the Mm -hmm. way that I want to feel about to go watch Harry Styles perform on stage. And so I'm just, Mm -hmm. the, the whole thing makes me think of community and Mm. if the community is stank you're gonna want to find an escapism from it and that's what america or real life is and fandom should be for us yeah so let's not bring in all this toxic gross gossip and that's to the fandom because we don't know let's just let's just have this happy thing and take what we have Let's not turn it into something that just just ruins it for everybody, for this for the celebrity at hand, for for a fan who doesn't want to know, for a fan who doesn't know, who now feels invalidated for how much this music may make them feel because they don't know that Harry has a dog. I don't think Harry has a dog. I just said and, that. And y'all. who knows? That's the thing. I don't who know what he takes care if he of. He has a dog. We don't. We don't know him. We don't know him at all. But we what listen I can to his music, and he makes me happy. And what what I will say is that concert felt like church, and I, I had a release. I had a tear release the next day. I just started crying, and I was like, "That must have been because of the concert last night." I started crying for no listen, reason. That is, that's amazing that you had that experience. Yes. Okay. Because I. This is. I think this is the key to what has been pissing us off about <laughs> Harry being more famous. Yeah. Is the celebrity culture aspect Too of many it. words. I don't give a shit about his personal life. Stop no. telling me about it, honestly. Like, I don't care what he did. Right. And I don't care, like, unless it's like, 
horrible. Like, right. And Unless I need it's something to elaborate. It's, it's against me morally. I don't want to p- give him my pennies. But if it's gossip and like who he's dating and like what he did and and who he's seen with and who he's kissing, I don't and, need to and know. how that is like. I, I because what you'll no- I don't give a shit. What you'll notice is, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody out there. What you'll notice is everyone. What you will notice is that the 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 celebrities, the artists, uh, the musicians that don't have a huge crowd around them theorizing random pieces of their life will post stories more. They will tweet. They will tell you funny little anecdotes that happen in their lives that will make you feel closer to them and make you right. sign off on their personality as well as their music or art. But when you take that away from them because you put too much pressure and anxiety on how you expect them to present from all these different opinions of, of little girls and people mm-hmm. just just w- wanting to either villainize them or protect them and put them on the highest pedestal ever, they're going to just be like, you don't need to know anything. You don't mm-hmm. need to know anything except for what I can slip to you in a music lyric. And that's unfair. Your fault. It's your fault. Your fault. Because I would like to see Harry be a goof. And he was a goof in 2012. And so was Louis Tomlinson. And you know what? Louis and Harry were goofs together. And who who, who, who fucked that up? No, who fucked that up? <laughs> right. Y'all know the answer. Fuck off. Wow. What? Get out of that parasocial relationship. It's time to break up with whoever you are obsessed with. Yeah, having a parasocial relationship where they celebrity- their art. <clears throat> pushes them away and makes the fandom worse. It does. It they makes the community talking. worse. They stop posting and then you just are like, well, whatever. This is a problem with celebrity culture in general. I miss like, seeing Zayn. Zayn, we haven't heard from Zayn in six years. And yes, he's a very quiet person, but like that was a pleasure to see him giggle. Right. I miss seeing Zayn giggle. And we would get to see him more if if his fans didn't give him so much anxiety i know like honestly it is such a pleasure that there is so much content of david tennant online mm-hmm. because he's not as famous tom holland or took popular off. as as the right tom, tom holland, holland was stopped. always posting yeah he stopped and he well, took so, off so was zendaya. zendaya and so was zendaya. zendaya was posting all the time on her tumblr okay if you were on zendaya's tumblr in the 2010s yep you dressed like Tom you had, don't know what the fuck's going on. Tom had because musicals. that was me. He has musicals out there. He would say anything and everything, and then he he got too many eyes on him, and everybody started having something to say about what he said. Y'all told him he looked like he had a frog in his mouth, and he took off. Oh, that hurt him. That hurt her feelings. He was laughing back then, but he has since recently said that it gave him a bad time mentally. I despise celebrity culture mm-hmm. and. Maybe like, this is the pop culture episode. Maybe this is the pop culture episode because we have talked about reality and yeah. stuff. But like, fuck celebrity culture, honestly. And I, I know that's gonna. Pi- that I feel like it's gonna piss some people off because pe- like so, so many people love celebrity culture. But like, honestly, I don't give a shit about it. I think it's actively ruining people's lives. <laughs> Me too. Like actively ruining families' lives. Yes. Like going like Jennifer Garner was talking on David Tennant's podcast about how she cannot go anywhere in LA without her children being paparazzi mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who wants that? Do you want that yeah. America? Do right. you want to see Jennifer Garner's children every day? 
Like, do you? Do, do you, you need to? Well, do you need that's to? That's what Why? celebrity culture has produced is that she can't go anywhere without her children being watched all the time. Like, and that's just one celebrity, but she's, but like, imagine what Beyonce's life is like. Like, I, I, know. I, I understand that they're like rich and famous and stuff, but like, it would suck to never be treated like a human being. Yeah. Again. Right. By most of the people in the world. Or just have to weave in and out of a bunch of places and just have to think about it. And okay, I know that this is, it's just a parody, but the, the poor mother on the other two. Oh yeah. The other two. Yes. That I know that's an extreme, really good, but that, like. That does a really good. No, I think that that's exactly like the extreme that she, is needed. Well, yeah, because that woman was, it was just a natural people pleaser in her everyday life as a mother that she stood out at the stage door and was just shaking everybody's hand because she didn't want to go inside. Mm -hmm. And look what happened to that woman. Like, I love Molly I just Shannon. Think, uh, she's as an, so as good. an actress in her art, I think she's adorable. I have no she's idea what she's so like. She's so good. Yeah, like, also like, I feel like <clears throat> when I watch people or like I see people's art that I really admire, it's a step towards wanting to know them mm -hmm. as a person, yeah. as another artist. I'm like, they would probably be so cool, mm -hmm. but it stops at that for right. me. I'm like, they would, I think, I hope that they would be cool. And then it stops at that. And I'm like, if I ever meet them, I would hope that they would be cool. But I don't know that. I can't guarantee that. I can have fun speculations with Amber, but I'm not going right. to say it to anyone Do else. Do you want to know what I think? Like I think online on Twitter, like, I think that her booty stank. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no one needs to. <laughs> no man has never no given me that theory <laughs> about anybody ever. Just like, <laughs> but wait, I agree with you. And I, I feel like oh, a solution for that, <laughs> a solution for that genuinely, like if you see somebody and you're in, in, you're like, that person is very cool and it makes you want to know them more. I think it's a possible solution that maybe we could start practicing as a, as a fangirl society, as the fangirl central is just be like, I really relate to that. I really liked how this person acted this part out, said this in the interview, wrote this lyric, whatever it is, handled this situation that was accidentally caught on camera. Whatever it is, you don't need to know more about that person. Just understand why you relate to it, understand why you respect it, and maybe adopt that that action or or how you interpret it. Like how, however you interpret it, adopt that into your lifestyle and just be like, now I like myself a little more. Mm -hmm. Just get inspired. Just be inspired. Just that, be inspired. That's what I'm saying. Don't, just <laughs> exactly what I said in the most <laughs> long-winded way. Don't think that you need to, don't become obsessed with this person. Be inspired by them and just adopt it into your own lifestyle. Yes. Like, that, there's no harm in that. There's no harm in there's that. There's no harm in that. But I feel like so many fan spaces um, verge on crossing boundaries and that aspect comes from celebrity culture. Like mm -hmm. it comes from Stan culture, not like fan culture, honestly. Like, I'm sorry, but being a Stan, I think is the worst part of the identity of a fangirl. Because like when you take it so literally, I'm saying like, if you identify with that word and it means something different to you, that's go you. ahead. But if we're but talking about like Stan, like stalker fan, like, like whatever that and like Stan, definition and is. Some elements of Stan Twitter, like the worst elements of Stan Twitter, I feel. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Twitter in my mind mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about Stan culture. Yeah, who just and like how it, tweets on everybody's thing. Yes, and it like, like armies going in like doxing people mm -hmm. and like 
are like yeah go, like doxing people because they said something bad about like basically everything that you see in swarm yeah like i think Verging that, on that, that and stan, also stan the worst of party stan four, and energy it's uh, the cult like the Situ- cult like followership yeah. that that you exhibit yeah like anything where you think you worship this person sure for real because like you think that they're this person literally like like deifying them like take a step uh and and, and they can do wrong i'm gonna go ahead it's not they can do no wrong it's they can can do do wrong wrong because they're what a person like a human being and you can do wrong and so can they and don't take that away from them and don't give it to them too much just use a character instead don't get them mixed up with their character don't get the actor mixed up with their character Mm -hmm. we have we have movies and tv shows with long-running seasons that scares the (laughs) shit out of me someone just threw something away we're by the dumpster in my apartment that scared the shit out of me oh my god what was i saying oh we have act we have actors in tv shows and long-running series that so that we can learn as much as we want about this a specific character and songs and and songs and that's fun to really get into it and really know everything in and out of this character but don't forget it's a character that you were given the privilege to know everything to because it's not a real person and we're speaking to ourselves yeah we're speaking to ourselves and that's what i was about to say i'm gonna plug the short film that we did a couple years ago the day i didn't meet one direction if you look closely in amber's eyes she's not well (laughs) she is not well she is not well she's incredibly unwell but she thinks that she's having the time of her life Mm -hmm. it was her life blood be careful go watch the movie be careful because it's a it's a um a cautionary tale it's a cautionary tale fangirls listen it's a cautionary tale it's the truth we should turn into a storybook okay it's the hard truth okay it's the hard truth and i'm and 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 i've gotten uh some reactions from men very few men but some men that i've sent it to Mm -hmm. or let's see it will be will like be like ha 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 so ridiculous (laughs) and i honestly take it offensively because because i'm like now what do you think's going on here Now, what did you get from this movie? Right, because did you get that we condone this behavior? Right, because I don't want anybody to think that we condone the behavior of the teens in the movie that we were playing that was us in our real this lives. This is the truth. And this you need is to, the truth. You need to face the truth. And yes, because and witness bear witness to what to the truth. To what we were affected by. But also a lot of people will watch it's it. It's a parody. <laughs> it's a parody. A lot of people will watch it. A lot of um one Direction fans or hardcore fangirls of other stuff will be like, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And they are also on the come up. They are also in recovery mm-hmm. of the parasocial relationship right. aspect of their fandom. We it's are very adults. important to recover from the parasocial, the parasocial relationship of your fandom. There's no way we could have made it. Or else you so can't enjoy it the way you want. Accurate if we didn't live through it authentically. And now I don't even know if we're making any sense. I don't know either. Um, you know what? But <laughs> I, I think that we know what we're talking about. We know we know the harms of parasocial relationships. That's what I'll say. Like Amber is so depressed. She's crazy by the end. Like it's not, she's not doing well. No. It's a sad story. It's a sad story. Like she, she just wants more, but she can't get it. 
it's a sad it's 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 a cautionary tale it's a sad story it's funny but it turns a little dark in the end yeah which is which, which is why like I like when men are like, this is kind of disturbing. <laughs> like, it makes him uncomfortable. Like Ben, what, Ben edited the sound and he's like, this is really disturbing. Like, it's really scaring me. <laughs> and I'm like, good. <laughs> good. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, good. It kind of disturbs me to live it. Like, no, it to is. live through it, it again. It makes me uncomfortable to watch that, the ending part. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm having flashbacks. Because it happened. Because, I'm sorry, the, the ending scene, the ending the scene, the last scene of me in the dark, I, I don't want to say the exact ending scene, but when I, when I watched that in the, in the, <laughs> at, the, at the viewing party that we had with our friends and family, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, Amber, but do you know what everyone <laughs> says? Everyone that I send it to is like, Amber's such a good actor. She's not acting. Like, and I say, and I do say that. I'm like, I know she is, but she's also like not, not acting. acting. It's muscle memory. She's just reenacting. She's, but that, I'm not acting. I'm reenacting. No, no, no. But I, but he's like, you were, you were method acting <laughs> yeah. being somebody you're not because that is not who you are anymore. No. But I think it was just easier to method act something that you did because literally it was who I was. Through. Yes. You're like, because that's how I felt. I was like, I know this girl, Amanda, age 17, Amber, lives in Memphis. Age 15 in nashville which is like kind of like a euphoric it's an automatic euphoric like burst to our brain because nashville growing up was the concert city if you were mm -hmm. in nashville you knew some big event was happening mm -hmm. so for us to get up at 6 a.m to drive to nashville and on top of it we were trying to find one direction we had all yep. the one direction update accounts yep. am i speaking too fast for the podcast <laughs> keep up <laughs> Like, I feel like we, we, I feel like we're that video of the B movie, but every time they say B, it gets faster. Oh I feel like every time we say One Direction, it gets us faster. With this podcast sometimes. Okay, but yes, like on top of like having what we think are the tools to actually find it. Like, I felt like I was like fucking, uh, 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 whatever that character's name in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Like, we found the book. We found the key. We found the key. We booked in a flight. And we go we into on the, the ground. Of the earth. We're on. It literally is exactly that. We it literally got it. is exactly act one of Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> and then we didn't. <laughs> yeah, and then his and brother's dead. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he didn't. So maybe there is a sequel <laughs> where our children or our whatever, maybe it's us will meet meet one direction shut the fuck up like there is a sequel there's no, there is a sequel there's, no. there's gonna be a sequel and there's gonna be a fucking sequel. see there's flashes of it did you see it in my eyes i see i was like meet one direction uh-uh like in the terms of a sequel i think it's because you are currently 17 year old amanda mentally right now as we are ramping up this conversation yeah and so i think it's like mentally if that if it was a sequel directly to i the day i didn't meet one direction meet i met one direction mm whatever whatever the circumstances of it would be it, it would be respectful oh my god it would like we it would be we would be completely all five we would be completely normal and respectful and then i probably but i probably would black out like right i okay so 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 um, I, I would never ever cross their boundary but i would black out and like that's just the truth what would need to happen is i would be very respectful in the conversation and as soon as the goodbyes the nice to meet you's the greats were done i would need immediate immediate ushering away i would need immediate ushering away i would need maybe someone to usher them away alike so that i could i could react how i wanted to without them seeing right like 
especially if it's just a brief interaction. Like if if, if there were a scenario where have to go where like we work with them or something because I <laughs> no one said that I would I would have to go I I don't know don't hold me to this but I feel like it was very would be very interesting to cast any of them in something like I think it would just be very fascinating. <laughs> So if we it was a work relationship, then I would have to honest, obviously, like do some exercises. Like I want to, like I think David Ten- David Ten is one of my favorite actors. I think he's one of the best actors in the world, and I would want to cast him in something. But I would obviously have to find my cool. Like I would have to do a pre, like interview with myself to get myself together. I would have to, like, frequently meet with him before we started working together. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to like normalize to the situation just normalize it like oh Amanda, there are always look tools. at my finger he's a normal person there are always steps to like invasive surgery yes like like wisdom teeth you can't drink prep, water eat. prep just yourself prep. just prep and you're right go ahead and do all that prep you need if there's and ever then, a business and then we could we could work together and then i would get to know them and right. then it'd be fine right you know because that's how it always is right. that it's fine right but right the younger you get the more intense it gets for us. Yeah. Like, I know that if we meet Raven Simone or Zach Efron. Don't, don't. <laughs> I have said that if we end up at an event where Zach Efron might have a possible attendance, I will be wearing horse blinders <laughs> and someone in my in ear saying, Oh, he's on your left. <laughs> Amber, I live. Oh, 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 he's on Amber, your right. <laughs> Just like horse blind. I don't want to fucking Shut see that man with my own eyes. I've seen up. enough. I don't seen enough. I've seen enough. I don't want to see Zac Efron with my own eyes. They'd burn. I'd turn to stone, I swear. No, I agree. No, I agree. And see, we have exceptions where it's diffi- more difficult for it's us. It's more difficult okay? because they came into and our lives at a smaller age. Listen to me. If you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 right now, listen to me this. These people are going to be the most impactful of your entire life. For the rest and of I'm your just going to say that it gets better. It gets easier. You're having a lot of hormones right now. It's normal mm-hmm. for you to be going through this. Just kind of, just kind of get a grip, get a grip. Just kind of get you a don't grip. know them, but they make you really happy. And that's nice. Get a little bit of a grip. You Keep love, going. you love them. You love X, Y, Z person. You love what they bring to the Listen table. Listen to that music. Watch that show. Watch that show. Read that book. Read that book, but don't think you, you, you know, them. know them. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't, don't know, know them. them. <laughs> and you don't need to, babe. No. You don't need okay. to. Now that's what we think about <laughs> celebrity <laughs> culture. <laughs> And I want to say something because I was obsessed with Justin Bieber in seventh grade, as we know, but that was only nine months. And I was when I was 13, but I went through a huge fandom obsession with someone completely different in high school. That really was a lot for me. But here I am in my age of 25. And if I am having a bad time, if I'm having a horrible time, what I do is I listen to My World 2.0. My World 2.0. No skips. 
and see how intense she feels about that. As loud as I possibly can get it in the see car. See how, how intense she's feeling about that. And it just, it makes, it recenters me. That's powerful. It really just puts me back. I don't know. I don't know what Justin was up to during the whole Selena thing, Haley thing, whatever, Sophia something. I don't know what Nobody he was up knows. to. I I, I, I I know he's been sick a couple times just from ear, just from reading on the internet. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what he's been up to. But what, what I know is that if you surgically removed my heart, you would see his name written on it forever. That's another thing she said in the bonus episode. Forever. Which, which you missed out on. Justin... Drew Bieber. See, and you're allowed to feel that intense about his, because it's his music. It's his music. It's my world 2.0. It's, it's, that's just his music. It's his concert. It's what he made you feel. It's the, uh, the rush of emotion mm -hmm. that you get when you hear a song. He was a cute little boy and I was a cute little girl and I gravitated 13. toward him. Like, but I don't know anything about him. It makes me feel so deeply to listen to Miley Cyrus's first album, Meet Miley Cyrus. Like and so, that one too. so, so, yes. so, so Speak intensely. Like I will listen to it and be like, hey, you're my type of guy. I guess if I was stuck in East Northumberland High for the rest of my life, the people change. Thank God I did. And if there's some confusion, let me tell you, you're just delusional. Get a clue. Cause people change. Thank God I did. Thank God I did. Thank God I did. Just because. Yeah. <clears throat> I still feel that intensely and I'm still like. We don't know her. I don't know anything about her personal life. I love her. to her. death. I love her. But I don't need to know anything that's going on in her life. I'm like, this is the bitch that got me through middle and high school and then skirped a few years, but I still was always into it and then gave me my gay awakening yes. and my understanding. Yes. And I love that she is, she literally is kind of a role model for me in terms of what I can see publicly, like how many tattoos she has, what her music is like, which how vulnerable she is in her music. She's an inspiration. Her performance style, right. like her fashion sense, like she's an inspiration that like you can live that loudly in your life mm -hmm. because she does live that loudly from what we can see. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what's going on in her personal life mm -mm. and I don't really need to. Like, mm -mm. I don't need to know if she's dating anybody new. Mm -hmm. Like, I really just, if yeah. she get, I need to know if the bitch gets married. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool for that. Right. But I don't need to know anything else other right. than the fact that she loves her Aunt Dolly <laughs> and she is fashion bitch. Yeah. Like, what they post on their personal Instagrams is all we need to know. It's just mm -hmm. fun to see the same way it's fun to see whatever, like, whatever, whatever your friend is posting on Instagram. Right. Like, treat a celebrity like that one person you you like follow on Instagram that, like, you literally don't know anything yeah, about. Like, but it's kind of fun to see their updates. Right. Like, you like, you like their pretty photos and you like the pretty things that they release. And when they, yeah, when they <clears throat> announce that they have a new project going on or, like, something new in their life, you say, congratulations, that's amazing. And yeah. you keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Cause don't, like, don't I definitely, I definitely feel like I'm prying if I'm asking somebody, I don't know mm. a personal question. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't just randomly start theorizing random people that I happen to follow on Instagram just because of their story. Mm -hmm. The same way some people with a celebrity, like 
she's it's her back which means maybe she's um i don't know releasing an album I'm called back not, i don't I'm know what concerned. the taylor swifties be saying i'm not concerned <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not concerned oh shade no um and it's it's no shade at all where that's not no shade it's absolutely no shade because we were once concerned we are just telling you this because we've seen the light yeah yeah and we're yeah. still working on it yeah oh my god today is sebastian stan's birthday see and i didn't even and if that doesn't just really sum up the whole conversation we were talking about because amanda's phone passcode used to be sebastian stan's birthday and now it was an afterthought i literally didn't even remember like i saw the date just now when I was looking at my notes and I was like, oh, that's Sebastian's day's birthday. I remember what his birthday is, obviously, but I'm just not paying attention. Uh, and that's growth. That's growth that's because growth. I used to walk around in ages 16 to about tw 18, but also in my head, like 22. I would walk around saying, I'm gonna marry Sebastian Stan. Like he can get married, he's, but he's probably gonna get divorced whether or not he's married already. Like when I'm in my late twenties, like I'm gonna marry Sebastian Stan. Like I can just feel it. Like I feel it in my system that he will be my husband. And I would say that, and people would think that I was joking. But it was. Did like, you think I was joking? No. Okay. Because I had the same thought about oh, some people. Yeah, I. Everyone thought I was joking. Mm -hmm. Even my best friends. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, "Yeah, like no. she says this." No, I wasn't joking. No, I didn't think you were joking because I believed you. <laughs> Amber believed me. She's the only one that did I because like, she yeah. saw me get under that blanket when I, when all those people were meeting Sebastian Stan at Philly. I had my own my own pathway of of your life that I thought that you guys would end up in the same room where I was. Like, I think I'll meet him. I probably will. Like, no, for sure. But like, but, but I don't think I'm going to marry. No, him. like I'm talking like. And I'm not talking about for you and Sebastian, but like when a person, when a when a when a young girl thinks that they're going to marry X, Y, and Z person from celebrity here, when they say that, and it, you when you see when they say it a certain amount of times, and when when it's a certain type of person, what they mean is, I actively see a way my life and career will go after I graduate college or high school or whatever where I will end up in a series of events with this person that I'm obsessed with that I can't even act right mm -hmm. about in my own room. Mm -hmm. But I see a series of events of my future where I will get to the point where I will be able to marry them. <laughs> I will be able to get this person to want to get down on one knee for me. That is called, that's called delusion. That's called and the most powerful form of it's, delusion. It's, 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 sometimes it's necessary sometimes it honestly is imagination is 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 the only thing that can get you out of something and sometimes it, no it is if you have a very powerful imagination if you're having the worst day in high school you will make it to the next because yes. i would sit in my latin class or whatever and i would imagine the day me and some enter whatever five seconds of a member here would be in the uk and mm -hmm. he would be meeting amanda for the first time and i'd be like yeah we bicker a lot just be prepared Y'all know what imagine I'm talking about. Oh no, I've exposed myself. I was gonna wait till the fan fiction episode to expose myself. Amber, like we ah, don't know that you read imagines. Fuck like, off! Like, I didn't read imagines. But anyways, yes, I would imagine it and I would be like, You didn't? No, I did. Amber, stop playing. That was me lying. I'm a Gemini. Oh my God. <laughs>
we <laughs> need to talk about that. But like, I, like I would sit there and be like, no, it's okay. I can graduate high school and I can get through living in Memphis with these racist ass people because I'm going to be in the UK dating insert, whichever five things of summer I was obsessed with at the time here. And he's going to love me. Yep. I'll be in Los Angeles living my dreams and married to Sebastian Stan. Like, come on. This is just temporary. Let me have it. Like, right. let me have this fantasy. And that's why I'm like, girls, I'm talking to you, fangirls, ages 18 and below. I see you. Fantasize about it. Fantasize. Oh. Fantasize everybody, your heart out. Everybody search take ban, let me fantasize on Spotify or wherever you stream music and dance. Yes. Do that and then fantasize. And then fantasize about it. We're just giving cautionary tales because we've been here before. We're older. We're a little bit wiser. A little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a tiny bit wiser. We're figuring this out together. And we support you. We uh, So we did not talk about this on the podcast. Um, Pizza Hut made us into Funko Pops. Like they made us into Funko Pops off of the like the fucking cover of our podcast which is Sam K's a genius which is shot and designed by Sam K but they literally put made us into Funko Pops like we did not know they were doing this no one out and they just showed up at our house with this and like I honestly can't believe it I honestly I'm still kind of shocked I can't really process it it's insane because we're like in doll formations of ourselves but during Barbie summer nonetheless like I feel like our dreams are coming right before Comic-Con and Barbie weekend so Funko Pops at Comic-Con and Barbie yeah like it was pretty insane I'm wearing a purple skirt like this is my dream this is the actual this is our actual clothing too like I think that's just crazy. It is. It really is. And we just have to give ourselves our flowers. We just, and thank you, Pizza thank Hut. Thank you so much, Pizza Hut. Because Jesus we used Christ. to, we, as a family, we used to go to Pizza Hut all the time and eat uh, stuff crust. It, it really was the family dinner spot. The family dinner spot. David didn't just scare the shit out of me. stance oh my stop he's not in a battle stance he's sad okay <laughs> he's like looking in a battle he looks like he's like trying not to be knocked over he's ready he's got his feet planted in a battle stance that's just how he that's just how he stands because he's so tall white men are alarming everyone knows it oh my god no you're right you're right <laughs> speaking of david Tennant, i have my snake ring on that kind of looks like Crowley's tattoo. It is really painful because there's like something that's sticking out of it, digging into my hand. Man, but I wanted to show it because I'm wearing it. I'm also wearing this Robert Pattinson shirt that I showcased earlier, but I didn't say anything about. So just click on the video if you want to see. I'm not wearing anything fandom worthy, <clears throat> but I have my purple fucking stitch. I just, I just want to take this time to say, Wait. um. Because I need to give my little good omens update. It's 
if you think that I was going to be over this shit in two weeks, you're very mistaken. And then I would question, I would allow you to question my, my fandom card if I was already over it, which I'm not. And I'm still going to, I'm saying still get in my DMS about it. Even if you just finished it, I'm still talking about it in my head. And out loud to me, which I don't, I, she doesn't do it a lot, <laughs> but I never know what she's talking about when she does. I just listen. I watched our, some more gay shit. I watched red, white and royal blue. And I feel like when you watch red, white and royal blue, I want to talk about queer, the queer, the burst of queer stuff that's going on lately in like fandom specific things. Okay. I thought you meant, okay. Yeah. Because it's interesting and it's relevant okay right 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 so we'll come back to that when amber has seen red white and royal blue right and maybe if you've seen good omens but i don't know if you're going to i think i might make it more of a priority than other things okay so we'll see all right we'll see what happens so we'll talk about some gay shit next time and thank you so much for listening and as you guys know with our cautionary tales don't don't forget to also remember to always keep, keep it chaotic. chaotic. <laughs> I have no idea what you're about to say. Really? <laughs> Until the last second. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.